Today's Dav Daf Lamazayim, page 37, the Hedigim Masechah Kedushin. We're going to go back to the bottom of Lamed Vav, Lamed Beis, and pick up with the Mishnah. Even though we learned the Mishnah, but it's a brand new sugya. And let's uh, take this through uh, step, but let's go through the step by step. So here we go. Zuck the Mishnah, we could tackle this step by step. Kol mitzvah shitzliyah baaretz. Any mitzvah that is dependent on the earth. Again, what that means needs to be understood. The mitzvah is only to keep it in the aretz. What's the earth? What's the main, what's the main land? Eretz Yisrael. Okay. It's independent of the land. Then it's got to be kept, whether it's in Eretz Yisrael or outside Eretz Yisrael. Except for the mitzvah of Arlan Klayim, that the Arla, the first three years of the growth of a fruit, it's forbidden to eat, applies both inside Eretz Yisrael and outside Eretz Yisrael, and also the prohibition of planting Klayim. For example, grain and fruit, which are not allowed to be put together, kind of like shotness, right? You can't have wool and linen on your clothes. You're not allowed to plant certain seeds together. That prohibition applies both in Eretz Yisrael and in Chutzl Eretz. Rabbi Yazir Oimer, Af HaChadash. says, even the mitzvah of Chadash, now, we're assuming right now what he's referring to is what he means. He's not so clear what he means, but we're going to assume right now what he means is the mitzvah of Chadash applies in Chutz Laaretz and Eretz Yisrael. Now, let me explain quickly what this mitzvah of Chadash is. In our vernacular, we, people, re, uh, people refer to this as Yashon. Okay. Now, what's the, what, what do people keep Yashon? It means older grain. Chadash is newer grain. Now, let me explain. It's a very simple thing. It's very, very simple. Okay. So it works like this. The second day of Pesach, we start counting the Omer. The second day of Pesach, the Karbon Omer was brought. So, we just started the year Tufshin Pei Dalit. 5784. So here's how Chadash and Yashon works. Chadash, new grain and old grain. Here's how it works. The second day of Pesach, the carbon omer was brought. When this omer sacrifice was brought, it permitted all grain grown for the last year since the last omer. Since the last omer sacrifice. So once the carbon omer is brought, all the grain from the past year is now permitted to be for the next year. Any grain that is harvested after the carbon omer is brought, which is chadash, new grain, has to wait till the second day of Pesach. And then once the second day of Pesach uh, comes, now that becomes Yashan. This year's grain becomes Yashan and becomes permitted to eat. Says the Gemara, first of all, my tuluya umay What does it mean? Things are dependent on the land, things are independent on the land. If it's talking about dependent on the land, referring to the coming into Eretz Yisrael, the arrival into Eretz Yisrael, and things that are independent of the land of Israel, means the like, it doesn't say when you enter the land of Israel, it's just certain mitzvahs like Bikurim, it says, when you come into the land, you have a mitzvah Okay, the Torah uses an, expl- an expression of entering Eretz Yisrael, and the mitzvah of tefillin, even though it says when you enter the land of Israel, you right, they have a referring to the mitzvah of tefillin, it applies both in Eretz Yisrael and Chutz Laaretz. So don't tell me that Tliya Baaretz and Ain Tliya Baaretz means 
that it says in the Pasuk uh, coming into the land. So Amar Vyudah says, here's what it means. Any mitzvah that is dependent on the body, the human body, that applies everywhere. For example, tefillin. If it's my personal responsibility to put something, my, my body plays a role, my goof plays a role, then it applies inside our soul and outside our soul. But if it's a commandment that's on the land itself, the land of Eretz Yisrael itself, for example, truma, miser, um, leket, shikho, peya, all these things are dependent on land, that only applies inside Eretz Yisrael. Now keep in mind, there's a nuance here. The nuance is like this. Even if I own land, it's my responsibility to take that miser, that truma, right? So it's still my responsibility. The question is, where is the chiyuv stemming from? Is the chiyuv stemming from the earth? That's an Eretz Yisrael to commitment. If the chiyuv stems from, the obligation stems from my personal as a yid, Mitzvah, independent of the earth, so that applies anywhere. That applies in Eretz Yisrael. That applies outside Eretz Yisrael. Says the Gemara Benani Mili. How do I know this? How do I know this? The Tana Rabbanon, because the rabbis learn so shall we. Eila Hachukim. These are the Chukim. Eila Hachukim. Eilu. Tana Rabbanon. Eila Hachukim. These are the Chukim. The statutes. Eila Hamidrushes. That is referring to drushas that the Chachamim make from the Pasuk. Vahamishpatim, and these are the financial laws. Elohadinim, these are laws that you, uh, you take to court. Asher Tishmerun, that you should protect. Zu Mishnah, it's referring to Mishnah, because Mishnah teaches you how to create boundaries to protect the Torah. Lasa is to perform. Zu, this is referring to uh, Misa, this is referring to the action. Okay, so when the Pesach says, Eila ha-mitzvah va-mishpatim va-asher tishmon these are the things that you're, you're obligated to do. Devarim perikit beis Pesach Aleph. If you have the Torah or Asholim on the side, you can just look over into the Pesach by Aleph. Eila ha-chukim va-mishpatim asher tishmon lasseis ba-aretz asher nasan Hashem alaykeh ha-vesecha l'chol ha-rishka kol ha-yom asher t'chayim el ha-adama. So you see, and it's referring to the land of, of Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so what does this mean? Let's go back inside the Gemara. Ba'aretz, in the land. I would say that every mitzvah is, you only need to do an Eretz Yisrael. Fascinating. Fascinating. I'm fascinated by the... Because it says, these are the mitzvahs and the mishpatim ba'aretz that you do in the land. So I would say, you know when a yid has to keep mitzvahs? When he's in Eretz Yisrael. When you're in Chutzar, there's no obligation of mitzvahs in general, which I'm fascinated by. I'm not really sure what the Havamina is. I'm not really sure what the thought process is because, because the Torah was purposely given out in the desert, away from Israel, so a person should never think that I'm more obligated to keep Torah in the land of Israel. A Yid is a Yid no matter where we are anywhere in the world, but be it as it may, the Gemara has this thought that maybe I, it's only a mitzvah, you only keep mitzvahs in Eretz As long as you're living on planet Earth. So it doesn't mean you need, that you need to be in Eretz Yisrael. And if it would have said all the days, I would think, 
I would say that every mitzvah applies both inside Eretz Yisrael and outside Eretz Yisrael. So Tamar Lai Marbaretz. So therefore it says in the land, which seems to be a contradiction. Why? Because on one hand, we have a general term telling me I need to keep all the mitzvahs no matter where I am. And then we say, Baaretz, there are mitzvahs that are kept only in Eretz Yisrael. Achar Shariba now that Torah gave us a general expression of mitzvahs, and then specified that some mitzvahs apply only in Chutzlar, in Eretz Yisrael, say, Olamad, go out and see Mimash Omer B'Inyan. You have to go figure out this contradiction by continuing the Pasuk, which says, you should destroy all the places where their Avodah Zarah is worshipped. Just like by the prohibition of Avodah Zarah. It's my personal responsibility to completely not benefit in any way, shape, or form, no matter where I am, what's going on from Avodah Zarah. And the prohibition of involving yourself in, in uh, Avodah Zarah. Applies anywhere. Anything that a person has an obligation for them to do personally, that's going to apply both inside Eretz Yisrael and outside of Eretz Yisrael. Again, I'm just fascinated by this concept. If you want to know, according to this Gemara, how I know I'm obligated to keep mitzvahs everywhere, it's because of Avayda Zara. What I'm fascinated by is that is is the connection over here. Huh? It's a fascinating connection. Yeah, it's a fascinating connection. I think the Vard is, I think the Vard is, that Avayda Zara, if you translate it literally, means Avayda, a service, Zara, that's strange. It's a strange Avayda. doesn't necessarily mean idol worship. It's when you worship anything that's strange. Now what makes it strange? It's not HaKadosh Baruch Hu. <laughs> HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the normal worship. Anything that's not Avayda Zara is anywhere, which means, here we go, this is the, the message I want to take out from this. If you're not serving Hashem, you can't consider it as if you're doing nothing. You're either going in one direction or the other. It's one direction or the other. Literally like you're serving by the Zara, I can't say that on my shoulders, but you know, if you're not headed that way, you're headed that way. As the Bali Musar teach us, everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts in the world, a Yid is supposed to look at and take a message from. Technology, video cameras, telephones, Everything we have is supposed to remind us there's a connection to the way Hashem runs the world. There's an ear that's listening. There's an eye that's watching. The, uh, the Rabbani Shalom didn't just allow telephones be invented for no reason. Telephones are invented so we know there's a listening ear and things that are spoken here can be heard a far distance away. Don't think HaKadosh Baruch who's not listening. And the same thing with video cameras and the same thing with fax machines and the same thing with anything technology. There's a message over here. The Bali Musr say, when EKG machines, to figure out the, the, uh, um, the, the yeah, the, the, but the, um, the rhythm, the, rhythm ele- the, the electronics of the heart, right? So what do you learn from the EKG machine? You're going up or down. If you're flat, you're dead. There's no such thing as being flat. Flatline person is pushing not alive. As long as a person is breathing, we're having ups and downs. That's the Metzius. That's the reality. We shouldn't get too caught up and too, too much pride if we're going up. But know you're going up. And if you're going down, realize that's part of life too. So you take, you learn the message, you lick your wounds. That's why the Rebbein made collars and lapels. Yeah, you brush it off and you go weiter. Finished. But you're going up or going down. Perhaps that's part of the message over here. Cow, how, uh-huh. how 
You brush it off. It's an extra layer. It's not me. You stay away. Lapel. You brush it off. Yeah. So, so what is it? If I'm not serving the Rebbeinu Shalom, if I'm not going this way, I'm going that way. Maybe I'm sure. I don't know. Okay. Here we go. Vaita. Chutzman Arla v'Aklayim, except for Arla and Klayim. Arla and Klayim are mitzvahs that are on the land, and they apply even in St. Louis. They ask the question, searching for information. Is Rebbe Lezer coming to be lenient? Or is he coming to be, uh, is he coming to be strict over here? Now let's explain. Is either he's coming to be strict. What he means is like this. This is what the Tanakama meant. That all commandments of land apply in Israel. Besides for Arlan Klein, the Hilchasogimiril, because that's a lachal much we see. And I have a gavdikla meimachayvus garkei. Even though you'll say that it's an obligation of the land, so uh, that that's an eretzol. Avachadosh, bachadosh, baaretz in in eretzol. There's a chiv. Pachutz to eretz light doesn't apply outside eretzol. My timer. Why would we say that chadosh applies uh, in eretzol? Maishav la'achar Yerusha v'yeshiva mashav. When it says that you keep the mitzvah of Chodosh is when Maishav is when you're dwelling. That's referring to after you come into and settle inside Eretz Yisrael. But until you actually are settled inside of Eretz Yisrael, which Rashi explains means the first 14 years after Klai Yisrael entered Eretz Yisrael, we were not considered settled because it took seven years to fight and then seven years to divide the land. And now only after 14 years... You're considered settled. So that's where the Chiyav, the obligation of Chodosh, is, uh, uh, starts. So that would be the opinion of the Tanakhama. The Yasser Rebbe Leozer Lameimar. Why do you have to bring that out? So, so why are we mentioning this here? Yeah. Okay, so let's finish the thought. The Yasser Rebbe Leozer Lameimar, and on that, Rebbe Leozer would be coming to say, no, Av Chodosh Naik Bein Baretz Bein even Chodosh applies inside Eretzol or outside Eretzol, which means it doesn't apply, it doesn't depend on dwelling. My What it means to dwell, it means any place that, uh, any place that you dwell. Now, let's just pause for a minute. By the midst of Chodosh, it says, there's a chiv in the Torah, it says, Chukas Oilam, it's an eternal decree, in all your, for all generations, in all dwelling places. So what does it mean dwelling places? Sanakama says like this. Chadash. You know what it means to dwell? Once you dwell in Eretz Yisrael, there's a mitzvah of Chadash. But it doesn't apply outside Eretz Yisrael. It's just letting me know. When you dwell in Eretz Yisrael, Chadash starts. Comes along Rebbe and says, No, that's not what Maishvay Seichem teaches me. Maishvay Seichem teaches me, no matter where you're dwelling on planet Earth, you have a chiyuv of Chadash. And therefore... Let's take this full circle. We started out with a shaila. When Yerbeliazer says at the end of the, of the Mishnah, when he says, Af Chodosh, even Chodosh applies outside. So we said, is he coming to be makel, lenient, coming to be strict? Says he's coming to be strict. Because according to Tanakama, there's a, it, it's where, it's, Mashiach means, whenever you dwell in Eretz Yisrael. Outside Eretz Yisrael, there's no, there's no obligation of Yashan. Comes Rebbe Allah says, no, 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 Meshwazecha means everywhere. Therefore, it's coming to be strict and expand the mitzvah. All dwelling places, no matter where you are on planet Earth. That's how Rebbe Allah is going to darshan. So therefore, so different. The Tanakhama would be lenient on Chadash? 
And Rabbi Eliezer is strict on Kaddash everywhere. Okay? That's one approach. Aidoma, or another approach to what Af Kaddash means is, Aidoma, or perhaps, Lakula Polik, maybe Rabbi Eliezer has come to be Mekel, lenient, Vachi Kamar Tanakama. Tanakama means like this. Chutzvin Arla Vaklayim, Arla Klayim, apply outside Eretz Yisrael, Tilchzogimirlo, that's Allah Kamash Bissinai, the Kolskein Chaddash. And certainly Chadash applies outside Eretz Yisrael, the Maishav, because when it says in your dwelling places, it means anywhere that you dwell, anywhere around the earth. And the Mishra, he says, Chadash, come and teach me Chadash in the Yalabars. Chadash only implies in Eretz Yisrael, the Maishav, Lacha Yerushav, Yeshiva Mashma, because dwelling means after acquiring Eretz Yisrael, Umay Af, what does it mean even Chadash? Akamais going back on the first Halacha, saying it only applies inside Eretz Yisrael. Okay. So, two opposite approaches. According to this approach, Tanakama is actually the one who says Chadash is obligatory everywhere. And Rebbe is the one who says, no, it's referring to dwelling in Eretz Yisrael after those 14 years. So, either way, Machlaikas, between Tanakama and Rebbe the question is who's being strict and who's being lenient. Okay, so we've clarified at least the Machlaikas for now. Okay? So now, we want to know which way of understanding this machlaikas is correct? Tashma, come and listen. says, Mantana de Who's the Tana? Who's our Tanakama? Who argues on Rebbe Liazor, Rebbe Shmalti, the Tanakas, Rebbe Shmalti, Tanakas, learned in a Braisa. You should know. Whenever the Torah says, dwelling in Lachar Yerushav Yeshiva, it's referring to living and dwelling in Eretz Yisrael. Okay? So what does it mean uh, now? If it says, if it says, Maishav, Says Rabbi Yishmael, Divi Rabbi Yishmael. It means Eretz Yisrael. According to him, let's pause for a minute, and according to him, when it says by Chadash Maishav, it means only in Eretz Yisrael. After you dwell in Eretz Yisrael. Amar le Rebbe Kiva, Kiva said to Rabbi Yishmael, Hare Shabbos, by Shabbos, never by Shabbos. Shabbos says, O Vayoy Mashvi Shabbos. Yeah? He says, We know Shabbos needs to be kept everywhere. Even though he used an expression of dwelling. So how can you tell me dwelling only means inside Eretz Yisrael after the 14 years? Answers the Gemara, Rabbi Shmuel says to him, You're right, usually we would know that Shabbos you don't need to keep outside Eretz Yisrael, but we have a Kavachaymer. Just like you have less severe mitzvahs. That, and we know those mitzvahs. For example, uh, the mitzvah of a chesed. Now, why am I calling it less than Shabbos? I don't know. It's just easier. Okay? That applies everywhere. Shabbos chamira, like Oshkin. Shabbos was more chamer. How Shabbos more chamer? Because of the consequence of not keeping Shabbos. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So, like Oshkin, how much more so is it uh, going to be mechoyev inside, uh, outside Eretz Yisrael? So, we know Shabbos outside Eretz Yisrael is a chiyav, even though it says, Shovas vayinofash. So since Abai says, since we just established that Rabbi Shmuel argues Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar is coming to be strict because, again, Rabbi Shmuel is being lenient and saying only when you dwell inside Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Lazar is obviously coming to extend it even to Chutzlaretz, Shmamina. This is a good proof. Period. We now have a proof. Rabbi Eliezer is of the opinion that there is an obligation to eat Yashan outside Eretz Yisrael. Okay. 
says the Gemara, Michti. Let's see. So he, he, Let's he, see. So he's comparing Yashin to Shabbos. That's right. That's right. Equating. Yeah, well, not, not equating in severity, but he, he's darshaning that when it says Maishav, it means everywhere. No, saying, right. I mean, Shabbos is Shabbos. And yeah. Yashin, Yashin, but yeah. The same way by the Shabbos, limud, you keep it everywhere. The limud, well, there must be other also that could apply. Well, he, he says that whenever you find the word Maishav, it means wherever you dwell. That's what dwelling means. No, but I'm saying... So that means even outside Eretz Yisrael. No, but what I'm saying is that we're equating, we're equating living, uh, we're equating Shabbos and Yashan because of because, because the word Moshev is said by both. And, and that means anywhere on planet Earth. And Moshev is not used any, any, at any other mitzvah? No, it is. So whenever you find it by a mitzvah, it means, it means everywhere. It means everywhere, anywhere you dwell. Anywhere you dwell. Bechol Moshev And all your dwelling places means, doesn't matter. Timbuktu, Kalamazoo, St. Louis, Antarctica. That's, you, you, you have an obligation. That's the key. That's the key. Okay. Michti, let's see. Look who's here. Look who's here. Ah. Gewalt. Shkerech for coming in person. Michti. Zoom. Mamish just walked into the room. Michti, let's see. Rabbi Shmuel. What's Rabbi Shmuel going on? He's going on the Nesachim, the pouring of the wine by the Beis HaMikdash. But the Nesachim, when it comes to pouring the wine, top of Ahmed Beis, it says both coming to the land and dwelling in the land. So maybe that's where we say it means in Eretz Yisrael, but if not for that, it would. Um, that's where it means in Eretz Yisrael, but if not for that, it would mean everywhere. So means as follows. Whenever you use an expression of arriving in Eretz Yisrael and dwelling in the Allah Yerushav Yeshiva, that means after the mitzvah applies anywhere, but it applies anywhere only after we have these conditions met inside Eretz Yisrael. Says Gemara Yochi, if that's what if that's what we mean. Amalei Rabbi Kiva, but look, Rabbi Kiva said to Rabbi Shmuel, "Hari Shabbos ever by is Shabbos." It says dwelling. The Yomar Loi Shabbos Kal and Rabbi Shmuel said, "Oh, Shabbos, uh, I know it's a Kal B'Chaimer." Name Allah no Biyom Moshev Kamina. Rabbi Shmuel should have said, "I don't need a Kal Yeah, I, w- what I mean is, you know, where something applies only inside Eretz Yisrael when it says arriving in Eretz Yisrael. And dwelling, that's where it's in Eretz Yisrael. But Shabbos has nothing to do with arriving in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, you got to keep Shabbos wherever you are. Again, if it's dependent on the Bia and the Maishav, so now why is he answering with the Kabbalah Chaymer? He should just say, because you got to keep Shabbos. And to the Gemara, you're right. Rabbi Shmuel is giving him two reasons. He's saying, first of all, then I'll be a Maishav Kamina. First of all, when do I mean that something applies only in Eretz Yisrael? That's when it uses the expression of arriving in Eretz Yisrael and dwelling in Eretz Yisrael. That's first of all, and that's why you got to keep Shabbos in St. Louis. And another reason is, you're going to say, Shabbos, Shabbos, you want to say, oh, Shabbos is my Shabbos, I have a Shabbos for Shabbos. So no matter how, what Bishmol is saying is, no matter how you uh, want to slice your pizza, I have a response and Shabbos must be kept everywhere. But my komifagi, what is the source of the machlekes between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmael? Okay. So what was your question? Of, uh, uh, uh... Says the Gemara, 
what does Rabbi Kiva and Rishul argue about? They're arguing about whether the wine pourings were brought with the carbon hatamid when we were in the midbar, when we were outside Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Shmuel Savar like Kirvun midbar. Rabbi Shmuel says it was not done out in the uh, in the midbar, okay, because it uh, we weren't yet in Eretz Yisrael. The Torah says when it comes to a regular carbon that you should uh, bring the wine pourings when you come to the land of Maisha, the land where you dwell. Um, they did pour it out in the midbar. They did have the wine pourings, and um, so what does it mean that kisavayu? How's Rabbi Kiva going to explain when you come into the land? He says that's talking about you know when we, once we entered Eretz Yisrael is what Rashi explains here. Once we entered Eretz Yisrael, there was a time period where individuals were allowed to have private altars called bamos. And that's where Bakiva says, Kisobayu, when you enter the land, then you could start having private bumos. But the general Mishkan in the Midbar always had had the uh, wine ports. Abai Omar Omar Abai Abai says, Hi Tan Debater Bishmol. They learned this in the Yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel Mapik Lilatan Rabbi Shmuel. This that we, we just said over, this whole approach. That um, when does Rabbi Shmuel hold? A mitzvah is effective only in Eretz Yisrael is when you have words of arrival as well as words of dwelling. So it's it's uh, mapik. It kind of uh, argues meidoch tander Yisrael. Another statement that they learned in the yeshiva of Rabbi Yisrael. Tander Yisrael. Since you find sometimes in Eretz Yisrael it says kishavayu when you come to the land of Eretz Yisrael, and it doesn't say anything else after that. It doesn't say about dwelling there. Just when you come to the land. And afterwards, the Torah will go ahead and specify that certain mitzvahs apply not only after you come into Eretz Yisrael, but there's other conditions that uh, that need to be met. So I've called So too, I would say, anytime it says kisavayu, it means also when you start to dwell and you take possession, the idach and the other teaching that we learned prior, the the uh, mitzvah of creating a king. And Bikurim are both teaching me the same halacha, right? Which is, after you enter the land of uh, Eretz Yisrael. Now, remember, we just learned the mitzvah of Bikurim. It says, Kisavayu al-Arts, you come to land. Asher Hashem lekecha naisein lach. Naisein lecha. Hashem your God has given to you. The Yerush, you inherit it. Yashav bone, you dwell in it. Okay? So these are two psukim that are come to you in one halacha. V'chol sheikhs v'abom kechot e'malant. Whenever you have two mitzvahs, that are teaching me the same thing, we can't expand it past those mitzvahs. Which means only these cases of, Mel, of Malchus and Bikurim, do you need both conditions. Ve'idach and the other approach of the quote of Rabbi Shmuel's yeshiva was, Trichi, that by Bikurim, it needs to mention the entering and the taking possession. If only you said by a king, when you enter and take possession... And we wouldn't use these expressions by Bikurim. How about I mean the Bikurim de Ka Mishani La Alter? I would have said that by Bikurim, you uh, you get Hana uh, from it right away. So I would say like this: Yeah, you didn't yet take possession, and you didn't start dwelling in Eretz But you know what? You started growing fruit. Some people already had land, so you're already gaining from the land of Israel. Bring your first fruit. Show gratitude to Akadosh Baruch Hu. So I would say naturally, you would not wait till we settle. As soon as you come in, you got to bring it. 
So therefore the Torah says, and you dwell. The ikos of Bikurim, like Kosim Elachim, I would have said that uh, to dwell in the land by Bikurim and not by a king, I would say a king, you don't need a, the midst of when the king, you don't need to wait till you dwell in it because a king is necessary even in order to take possession of Eretz Yisrael. You need a leader, you need a general, you need a, uh, what's the president called? The chief, chief officer? No, he's the head of the army. What's he called? Commander-in-chief. Yeah? He's the commander-in-chief. You need a commander-in-chief. So you got to do that right away. And therefore the Torah writes by both when you enter Eretz Yisrael and take possession of it. Now, since there's a reason why I need a right take possession, both by a king telling me to wait, which I wouldn't have thought, and by Bikurim telling me to wait, which I wouldn't have thought, it's no longer a problem to learn out from those two mitzvahs. Because once there's a reason why I'm specifically mentioning those, now I could say, oh, maybe expand it to other cases of Idach. And the other statement of Rabbi Shmuel, they say, The Torah could have just said, you have to wait to take possession for a king, and I, and I already know by Bikurim why. I, what about you're already benefiting from it? I would say like this, just like by a king, which is normal to appoint right away, but the mitzvah is only to uh, appoint them after you conquer Eretz Yisrael. Bikurim, like Oshkin, Bikurim, uh, how much more so should you um, should uh, should we say that it's it's no different than a king? Why'd you got to mention specifically? The, to the Yerishta to dwell the Idach the other statement would say Ikasavachi Hava Mina Midi the Havei Achala I would say Bikurim you don't need a way to dwell because you find by the mitzvah of Chala separating Chala you don't need to dwell Kamashvul and the Torah lets us know both by Bikurim and by settlement bottom line is here's what we're walking away with it's necessary for the Torah to write entering and dwelling by Bikurim it's necessary for the Torah to write entering and dwelling by a king hence. It's not Shnei Ksuvah It's no problem to expand that. And we could learn out to other cases where the, uh, the, where the uh, mitzvah is... Uh, is uh, um, when it says Kisavayu, that you wait until the actual settlement of the land. Okay, we're going to hold it here for today. We're not completely finished the but we have Mincha in a minute and a half. So let's, uh, let's pause here. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Reminder, tomorrow, Bezos Hashem, same time, but it will be on Zoom only, because I'm going to be traveling. I'll be in Lakewood, Bez Hashem. Same time, you say? Same, tomorrow, 6 p.m., Wednesday. Oh, Thursday, we'll do later, because Thursday, oh, my flight back's at 6. So Thursday, we'll do 9 p.m. I forgot. Um, but tomorrow, 6 p.m., same time. I'm just, I just won't be here in person. Okay, have a wonderful evening. Tomorrow, 6, Thursday, 9.